Welcome back, Creatures of the Night, to episode 30 of the Collecting Dead Man podcast. I am your host, as always, Stephen Zeman, and I want to welcome you back to another week of talking Undertaker merchandise, memories, and more. And we have a special episode planned for you tonight, Creatures of the Night, for uh, when we get into Tales from the Grave, instead of doing our normal Undertaker figure news, Undertaker news, uh, figure hunting memory, and favorite Taker memory, because of the worldwide release of Escape the Undertaker on Netflix, I will be watching that along with you on this episode. I will take you through every option that there is. I'll be watching it along. So if you would like to join me in watching the interactive Netflix horror Halloween movie, Escape the Undertaker, then when I uh, get to that part of the show, be prepared to fire up your Netflix and join me along for the ride as we try to uh, take all the different twists and turns to escape the Undertaker, but also by joining the Undertaker as well. So a little bit of podcast news before we get into that. Um, I have a couple watch-alongs planned for the next couple weeks. Randy Turco will be joining me again to continue on our look back at Undertaker's tag team title victories as we continue with The Undertaker and Rock um, winning their tag team titles only for a brief period in December 2000. And also Canaanite 10 from Instagram will be joining me once more for our double feature of King of the Ring 1998 where The Undertaker uh, has his infamous Hell in the Cell match with Mankind and where Kane wins the uh, WWF Championship for the first and only time in his career uh, in the memorable first blood match with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, So that's just a little bit of podcast news of what's coming up on the channel. Um, I will probably finish off this episode with Tales from the Grave uh, so we get the a nice look back at the a nice look at the Netflix special a nice watch along period so I'm gonna take you through digging up Dead Man, Taker's Mark, and Buried Alive before finishing it off with the watch along of Escape the Undertaker so episode 30 you know kind of a milestone episode here uh, anytime we hit uh, every 10 episodes it feels like a milestone um, so uh, changing it up for this episode uh, we're gonna finish off with Tales from the Grave instead of starting it off uh, so I take you into weekly purchases where I start digging up Dead Man course weekly purchases that's the part of the show where I say what has come through the mail UPS or FedEx um, by way of Instagram eBay Macari or any type of place where you can buy and sell Undertaker merchandise um, as of this recording I have not yet received my ringside collectibles order of my ultimate edition Undertakers um, I have tracked them they are due to arrive on Saturday um, so next week on the podcast episode, a whole uh, 
a good chunk of the podcast episode probably be looking at and reviewing that Ultimate Edition figure because it is a period of The Undertaker's career that I was just hoping for a Mattel uh, Elite one of these days and we are finally getting it in the Ultimate Edition so I cannot wait to uh, review that on this uh, on the podcast next week. Uh, but a couple things have come through the mail as of this recording. Another uh, half order uh, from Jason Blade at Blade underscore 517 on Instagram. You know, he's my go-to guy now to get uh, classic Undertaker merchandise. And in this order, he did not disappoint again. Uh, it was uh, too big of a box, so he had to split it up in two orders. And so it just gets you just feeling like, ooh, what's coming next? But uh, in this first shipment, I was able to get an Attitude Era clock, which as soon as he showed me it, I remembered it from my childhood. I had it growing up in like 98, 99. I had it with me until it virtually broke, like I would say maybe 10 years ago. So that clock, you know, it lasted a good 12 something years. Uh, but once he showed me that he had it, I, I just could not wait to add that to my collection. Uh, I got one of the last Flexums Undertakers I need for uh, to complete the Flexums collection. Only looking for the last Flexums Undertaker now. Uh, a, a badass version of a Flexum, but released in 2007 with the Dead Man Undertaker picture on the box. So... Uh, quite a contender for Buried Alive one of these days, I think. Uh, I got Titantron um, Series 7, Badass Undertaker. I got Grudge Match Undertaker and Kane. And I got the Grapple Gear set, one of the Rumble Gears that I talked about on this uh, maybe about a couple months ago. The, the Rumble Gears from The Undertaker got one of it. Uh, checked off the list and one of the big things I got was the F2 Federation Fighters Undertaker uh, Series 2 where instead of Undertaker in his long ministry robe he comes with a an axe of all things because Undertaker is always memorable for his axe and um, in his ministry like I would say SummerSlam 1999 attire it's his gray TX with the red outline. You know how I love a good red outline on my Ministry Undertakers, uh, how much I talk about the Hall of Champions that has that same attire. And uh, I could never find this one. I always would find the first release with the cloak. Uh, but you know, I'm so glad that uh, Jason, uh, Jason Blade had this uh, Federation Fighters available. And, um, yeah, that was the first half of my order. I can't wait to discuss the second half as a um, couple things in that order that I've been looking for, trying to look for for a long time, and I'm just glad he had it. Uh, so, again, follow Blade underscore 517 on Instagram. Hit up Jason Blade. And uh, just he has tons of things available, tons of awesome play sets, rings, and anything you could possibly imagine, he probably has. And I could not say enough good things about him. Fast shipping, great shipper, great communication. Everything you can hope for in a seller. Definitely go to Jason Blade on Instagram. 
And the other thing I was able to find through eBay is the Reckon Wave 8 Undertaker. Um, something that I'm sure is only released like in Canada or internationally. Uh, glad to have found somebody on eBay that was selling it for a decent price. You know, 20 something bucks shipped. I said, you know, can't beat that, especially if it's never coming to the States. Uh, so glad to add that to my collection as well. So, uh, cool stuff added to the collection this week in weekly purchases. I can't wait to get my hands on the Ultimate Editions coming this weekend and the uh, second box from Jason Blade on Instagram. So be, uh, be sure to tune in next week on episode 31 to hear my complete review of Ultimate Edition Undertaker and uh, see what else has come in the mail and uh, be sure to check back to see uh, what's included in box number two from uh, Blade underscore 517 on Instagram. Jason Blade, hit him up for anything. He is awesome. And tell him Collecting Dead Man sent you. You may get a, uh, a great deal on top of his already awesome deals. Uh, so uh, that is it for digging up Dead Man. Uh, time to go on to Taker's Mark, where we continue my countdown of my favorite gravest matches. Taker's Mark. Now, since it is spooky season, my favorite time of the year, the fall uh, weather and Halloween and everything like that, um, I wanted to give my top five countdown of my favorite gravest matches from The Undertaker. Last week, of course, we started the countdown with the Boiler Room Brawl from SummerSlam 1996. And we talked about how all that added to the layers of the mythology of The Undertaker. Uh, that was really the turning point. Uh, by having Paul Bearer turn on The Undertaker, that opened the door to have his feud with Mankind uh, continue on, which will of course lead The Undertaker to a championship reign. Um, the emergence of Cain at the Hell in the Cell, uh, the formation of the Ministry of Darkness, the Brothers of Destruction, his eventual turn into the Badass, and, and the um, eventual return to the Dead Man. It all hinges on uh, the Boiler Room Brawl when Paul Bearer had to betray The Undertaker for the first time. And that sent The Undertaker to go on a deeper, darker path. Um, you know, something that he never really turned around until the badass days. Uh, because as Undertaker got deeper into the darkness, you saw him transform into the Lord of Darkness, the Ministry, and you just saw his character grow uh, more evil as the years progressed. Uh, but this week, coming in at number four, I want to talk about the last ride match at Armageddon 2006. The Undertaker versus Mr. Kennedy. Uh, now, um, Mr. Kennedy is someone that I don't really have. You know, it's a lot. You know, it's a matches and a rivalry that doesn't really stick out to me. Um, you know, I, and of course, I'm picking this one being it because you know his other two with Mr. Kennedy uh, are matches that uh, Undertaker lost either by disqualification or first blood. And it was just like matches that aren't memorable to me. 
But the one memorable match to me with Mr. Kennedy is this last ride match. And it's memorable because of what Undertaker and Mr. Kennedy were able to do with each other, uh, you know, with the uh, hearse and that amazing stage they used to have for Armageddon. I remember it was almost like a uh, uh, war-torn building where you can climb up and you can battle on the different uh, stages of the um, of the Armageddon, I would say, like building or Titantron type thing. Um, but yeah, I remember Mr. Kennedy throwing Undertaker off that. I remember Undertaker slamming Mr. Kennedy into the hearse and cracking the back windshield with like a lead pipe. Uh, they were able to, it was, I would rank it much better than that JBL last ride match from like two, No Mercy 2004. Um, but yeah, I, I always enjoyed watching this one back much better than the other two Mr. Kennedy matches Undertaker had. I know it's not a rivalry that's looked upon favorably, much like Heidenreich, Great Kali. All of Undertaker's like 2006 rivalries are just like, uh, it's just like bad. I, I would say his best rivalry in 06 was Kurt Angle and then Miss Mark Henry. And then you just get into Great Kali. And then you get into Mr. Kennedy. And, um,. Uh, they had Finley in there, I think, and MVP. It was just like 2006, a dark time. Because 2005, you had the the high of Randy Orton. And uh, to the end of 05 and into the early 06, you're still riding that high of Kurt Angle and Mark Henry. And then it just bottoms out. It bottoms out when they give him Great Kali and Mr. Kennedy, MVP, Finley. It just gets really bad. But uh, a bright spot is, of course, the end of the year with Armageddon 2006, the last ride match. Definitely a match I recommend going back and watching just because it is, they take it all over the arena. They go through the, the hearse, they battle inside the hearse, um, they battle on top of the Tron, the building. Um, anytime it goes like near the backstage area, it always makes for a fun match. So definitely check out Armageddon 2006, Mr. Kennedy versus The Undertaker, last ride match, clocks in at number 4 on my favorite uh, Gravest Matches countdown list. Uh, of course, like I said last week, I'm only doing one type of match on this list, uh, so there will be a casket match coming up, there will be a Hell in the Cell coming up, and there probably will be a Buried Alive match. Um, so that's the other three uh, clocking in, uh, see where they land. Uh, will Hell in the Cell make it to number one? Or will a Buried Alive match overtake it? You just gotta keep, keep tuning in to see where the other three matches rank on my list. Um, but, um, yeah, pleasantly surprised by going back and watching this last ride match, because I was never a fan of, um, Undertaker's feud with Mr. Kennedy. Uh, it felt like it was just put together f just like odd reasons, just like Great Kali, you know, just somebody put together with The Undertaker in 06. And, um, yeah, it's just like, didn't f didn't, just didn't feel like a uh, Undertaker rivalry that we needed at that time. Uh, 
could have found some. Could have uh, continued on with a different path. Maybe putting him against King Booker or something like that would have been more fun. Maybe Regal. Uh, but we get Mr. Kennedy, and this match makes the best of it. And um, yeah, that's really all I have to say about the match. Go back, rewatch it, and get ready for next week. Uh, for my number three, clocking in at number three on my gravest matches countdown. Uh, but for now, let's go to Buried Alive. Spirit Alive, that's the part of the uh, show where I take my just what I have gone through it, either my collection or my research of what I need in my collection, just pick out what a weird or what the F Undertaker piece of merchandise. It could be an action figure, it could be a piece of clothing, it could be a cup, it could be anything that they have created for the Undertaker and the Undertaker's likeness or with the Undertaker on it and say what were they thinking um, just drag it just say everything that's wrong with it say why it is probably in my collection why I will probably have to add it to my collection but still bury it alive and this week I have the distinction of adding another Mattel uh, figure to the Buried Alive Hall of Fame, but not just any Mattel, a Mattel Elite figure. And that is the WrestleMania 31 Elite Heritage Series Undertaker, uh, modeled after his appearance at WrestleMania 8. Um, I believe it's WrestleMania 8 to WrestleMania 7. Uh, either way, uh, there's a lot of things wrong with this figure starting with the box on the back of the box uh, They have Undertaker's statistics wrong They have him clocking in at uh, 206 pounds So he weighs less than a cruiserweight um, They also have him clocked in at 6 feet 1 inch instead of 6 feet 10 um, Yeah just those two little mistakes on his statistics uh, makes for a, um, a what the F were they thinking. You know, they need, they need proofreaders. But it doesn't stop there. Then we get to the figure. The figure, of course, has a hard plastic coat. But, you know, I'm not, I don't really care. A hard plastic, soft plastic, uh, soft goods. Whichever one, that doesn't really, it just little something out there. But he doesn't include a tie. And if you're going to give Undertaker his hat and his coat, especially at this era, you need a tie. And they did not include a tie at this Mattel figure. Um, and they not only gave us no tie, but they continued to reuse his debut face scan. And by WrestleMania 7 or WrestleMania 8, Undertaker had longer hair, he had a different hairstyle. And he didn't have the long stubble goatee. He had a full, he had a beard. He at least had a full beard or something like that. Um, so yeah, they gave us the same entrance greats uh, style face scan in this Undertaker. A face scan they will continue to give us at the Decade of Domination Elite, which was just released last year. 
Um, but during this time, I thought this was like the perfect way they could have retooled an Undertaker face scan, maybe retooled uh, the Elite 23 at the time, or gave us a whole new hair piece for the Undertaker, just something different to change it up. But they gave us the same debut scan, they didn't give us a tie, they messed up on his statistics on the back of the box. And not only that, but they continued to give Undertaker at this time two open C-grip hands. So, like, microphone-holding hands. Well, you know, it's Undertaker. You know, give us open hands. Give us some type of different style hands for The Undertaker. Uh, of course, I know this is six years ago for Mattel. Uh, they weren't doing removable hands, interchangeable hands, or anything like that. But if you're gonna if you're gonna make Undertaker and his glove the tire, you know, try and give us glove style hands, not just any regular hands that they would give any other regular elite figure. Especially if it's a WrestleMania, if it's based off a specific WrestleMania tire, you know, give us something that made him look like that. And you know, the the absence of the tie really is glaring. Um, and also that face scan that they reused since his, his since that debut one, it just sets the the tone of the figure and just like it's not as good as it should be, and it's not as good as it could have been. So Mattel again gets added to the Buried Alive Hall of Fame. Of course, Jax has them beat many times over, but uh, I love Jax. I love Mattel. But sometimes they missed their mark, and WrestleMania 31 Heritage Series definitely missed the mark. Uh, so it is unfortunately regulated to being buried alive, put into the ash heap of Undertaker merchandise uh, uh, lore, added to the Buried Alive Hall of Fame, and as uh, many of you know by listening, I do have this in my collection. I have uh, all the Mattel figures of The Undertaker, only missing a couple. Um, but yeah, not a proud moment. They could have done much more. They could have made the figure much better. Uh, but it is what it is, and it is our buried. Al- it is added to our buried alive Hall of Fame. It is our buried alive segment of the week. But instead of closing out the show, we make our way back to Tales from the Grave, where we get ready to watch the Netflix special, Escape the Undertaker. Not Tales from the Grave, that's where usually I would talk about my favorite Undertaker memory, my favorite figure hunting memory, um, any Undertaker news or figure news uh, that has happened within the week. Um, There is a couple of new pieces of Undertaker news. Uh, He did give uh, an interview for Entertainment Tonight where he was promoting the Escape the Undertaker. Um, You know, he talked about he's enjoying his retired life. He considers himself fully retired. But, you know, as Undertaker fans, we have to respect the decision. Uh, you know, he, he feels like he can't perform at the quality that he has done so in the past. Now, I've said many times uh, in person and on the podcast, Undertaker is way too hard on himself. Um, I know and many other fans know across the world that Undertaker can, perf- can perform uh, still better than most. 
and I know that he doesn't want to diminish his legacy or have people think bad of him when he's in the ring, and that's respectable. Uh, we know what you know what kind of mindset he goes through when he has a bad match. We've seen the Last Ride documentary. We see how he um, just flinches and twi- and twitches at watching the Roman Reigns match back, at uh, thinking about the Goldberg match in Saudi Arabia. We know those things weighed heavy on him. Uh, also, the the Saudi Arabia tag team match with against DX. We saw how much those weighed on him, how much it just ruined his psyche, and he was just continuously chasing that perfect ending. Um, so, of course, if he doesn't want to get back in the ring, you know, that's something we all have to respect, his decision. But, of course, if he feels like he can do it, it's something that fans should be open and welcome him back because of the legacy and... Uh, just the performer that he is, the the kind of man that he is, um, you know, no bad things ever said about Undertaker, and um, if you ever hear bad things said about him, it's just probably by folks who are jealous or people who just want to make a name for themselves in the media, uh, because he has had thirty years of uh, people in the locker room and. If you just have one or two people say these things about him or say, uh, speak out and say, uh, you know, this and this happened, uh, but you have like hundreds of other guys saying that never happened, you know, it's, it's the type of legacy he has. He has a legacy that's virtually spotless. Um, and I hope that somehow he's persuaded to come back. I'm always that uh, that type of Undertaker fan that I would love to see him in front of a live crowd, get a proper send-off, a proper match. Uh, if he feels he can't, then he, I respect the decision of him to walk away and just make sporadic appearances. But we'll see what happens. You know, he's comfortable where he's at. Uh, he enjoyed working with the New Day. Uh, he was kind of worried about how their antics would maybe draw the Undertaker away from its roots, but he says that actually it made him uh, the character stronger, and they bounced off each other well, and he enjoyed working with them. And as you can see, as we're gonna be watching this, it definitely did. They had a good balance. Um, it's something that I hope Undertaker does more of with different wrestlers. Uh, hopefully it becomes like a yearly thing or a quarterly thing that they can make out of these things with Undertaker. Uh, but yeah, it's fun, it's exciting, and I can't wait to uh, watch it with you and to see all the different twists and turns. Uh, so enough talking, we'll get right into it. Uh, if you, everybody who is listening can queue up the Netflix um Go to uh, Escape the Undertaker. It is promoted on the Netflix main site there. as only on Netflix. It is an interactive movie. And uh, by the count of three, I will press play and see where Escape the Undertaker takes us. Three, two, one, play. A Netflix interactive film. See the Undertaker here, and woodworking. 
gives you that old-time Undertaker feel of like when he used to do those promos of with Paul Bearer working on the casket. He's here creating keys for the urn. Well, wearing like MMA welder gloves. I just love this whole aesthetic and feel that you can see behind there. Nice little promo package of The Undertaker playing now. Undertaker's had a cool, different sort of getup, all leather. He's had like a uh, all leather uh, shirt, pants, coat. Really looks awesome on it, on him. He looks like a, a welder and a mix of classic Undertaker. Now you're faced with the option of I'm ready or I'm too scared. We're gonna start off by selecting the I'm too scared section. Because it gives us a fun little Easter egg. All the credits are associated to The Undertaker. He is everything. But of course, we're not going to escape that easy. But I thought, I thought that's a fun little Easter egg. He's everything in those credits. Undertaker as himself. You get a nice little shot of the Undertaker mansion from the outside. And we get our first glimpse of the new day coming to the Undertaker's house. There's Undertaker sitting where he can see everybody at any time. And somebody on Twitter actually pointed out when they had these promo photos, and I noticed it as well, it gives me Arkham City Riddler vibes. Where the Riddler had all those monitors and computers open, he can see Batman's every move. And just that sort of uh, creepiness and that sort of uh, feeling, I, you get, you know, the, definitely I, I felt the Arkham City Riddler vibes there. Of course, the New Day are here to see The Undertaker so they can harness the power of the urn. And if we know anything, being Undertaker fans, you never want to mess with the urn. He's locking them out. And then he lets them in. Xavier Woods is the only one that realized that they should have came during the day, but then 
It wouldn't be fun. It wouldn't be a Halloween special during the day. You gotta come at night. And when doors automatically close, you know it's not a good sign. You're going to be faced with three options soon again. Kofi's going upstairs, Xavier Woods is going to follow the fog, and Big E is going to follow the light. So that's the options. And we're going to start with following the whispers with Kofi Kingston. Nice little Easter egg here of Paul Bearer. I love how they decorated this house. It's so gothic, Victorian style. It feels like an actual house that the character Undertaker would live in. It's full of dark colors, dark imagery. You got a giant painting of the urn's powers. You can see in the picture they have the Undertaker's signature ministry style chair. Biggie now is screaming for Kofi and Woods to help him as he is stuck, I should say, in the Undertaker's ministry-style throne. The urn is sucking out his soul. Because the Undertaker's urn loves the soul of the pure. So much ministry style overtones here in this movie so far. The Undertaker's voice menacing as ever. 
The new day have now discovered that the symbols on the urn they've seen before it's gonna lead them to a key to unlock the urn. Okay, you got the option of search upstairs or search the basement. We're gonna start with search upstairs. And again, just everything, now they're in the Undertaker's library, and just everything about it is so well done. The camera angles, the lighting, the things that, just the props in general. It's like I said earlier, it's definitely a place you think the Undertaker, the character would live in. Biggie has found a vial in a hollowed out part in the book. Now you get the option to leave the vial or to keep it. Now I'm going to select keep the power vial because the last couple times I have selected leave it, the thing has crashed. So we're not going to select leave. If you guys out there want to select leave, see what happens. Hopefully yours does not crash, but mine has crashed in the past a couple times. So I'm not going to take that option now since we're doing that sort of watch along here selection. Now Woods and Big E has now discovered that by stepping on a part of the rug, the crocodile's mouth opens at the top there, which can only lead to good things. Secret passageway. Now, do you want to follow Kofi or stay in the library? We're going to follow Kofi. And leave the library for just a brief moment. Kofi has stumbled across the Undertaker's, uh, I would say, situation room.
Nice little thing of Paul Bearer mixed in here. Now, should we face the Undertaker or flee? We're gonna face the Undertaker and see what happens. Undertaker has returned with a sandwich. Because he's just like anybody else, he needs to eat. This is just hilarious. Oh, and we have been knocked out. So now we flee or search alligator. We're gonna search. We're gonna choose flee. So we were not ready to face the Undertaker, especially now when he's having his lunch. It's a hard landing. Just like Clue, there's a secret passageway in the library. But in the meantime, Xavier Woods and Big E have found half the key. Love maniacal Undertaker laugh. Oh, and Biggie's puking up like a glowish purple soul. 
And you want to keep searching or bust the urn out? We're going to keep searching. love the spiral staircase it gives you such a great imagery of people walking down it just everything about this movie is so well done Of course, they enter a morgue because, as Biggie has said just now, that he's an undertaker. Fun little Easter egg coming up, too. That the corpse is tagged Isaac Yankum. For anybody out there listening, who knows, you know, if you're a Kane fan or any type of wrestling fan, Isaac Yankum was the, uh, um, was Kane before Kane. That was Glenn Jacobs' first, um, role in the WWF. Jerry Lawler's personal dentist, Isaac Yankum. It would have been cool to actually have Kane here. But with his Maywall duties, you know, he probably couldn't have been, uh... Could have gotten away for this uh, filming. But still a cool little Easter egg. Now, should we follow Xavier or stay with the others? Let's follow Xavier. Oh, and there's the Undertaker. Xavier Woods is gone. Undertaker is just like a, an amazing mix of every horror icon you can think of and Batman.
the mind games begin trying to turn one of them against each other Now they've got two pieces of the key, which should unlock the urn. But it's not going to be that easy. And we shall face Xavier's fear first. Which is apropos of being buried alive. Should we stay loyal or join the Undertaker? Now, for the first time, you've got to join the Undertaker. You can't go against him. We have elected to betray our friends, stay loyal to The Undertaker, join him. Because, of course, this is an Undertaker podcast at the end of the day. We gotta, we gotta be pro-Undertaker, join his team. Because there's no other team but... And we're back to the Undertaker in his woodworking garage or basement. And for the first time, we see Undertaker without his braid. 
His Undertaker's hair is long and full here. Just such a great look for him. You can understand why he braids the hair, it being so long. But I like the hair fully down. Now he's unleashing his Sith-like powers. Powers of the Emperor. If you're a Star Wars fan, you know what I'm talking about. Now the fight begins. Now it just feels like a cinematic match here. Oh, that good jump scare of the Undertaker sitting up. Decision has paid off. We have become a fellow druid of the Undertaker. That's cool. Such a great ending there. And then you got Xavier Woods and the Undertaker putting the new day in the caskets. And we shall face our fears once more. So Undertaker wins that match. face Kofi's fear next. Well, he is alone with a phone and a TV.
This is awesome. This is all creepy and everything. Playing on his insecurities and what people have said about him in the past. Being just not that good enough. A B-plus player. Not championship material. The voices and the negative thoughts. So we're going to take the urn instead of silencing our doubters and see where this ending takes us. See what kind of power the urn will give Kofi. <laughs> the power driven him mad. Turns the sand. Now that's cool. Such a cool visual. So willing to abandon your friends, but you're not worthy of your So he too becomes a druid of the Undertaker. Shall face our fears once more. Using the urn's power, I can continue the nightmare. That is, if you not so fast. This time we'll be choosing to face Big E's fear. Which is arachnophobia. never that easy. All you gotta do 
Now, just like Xavier, we're going to start off by joining the Undertaker. Because nobody likes spiders. And now we shall face her fears once more. Now I believe all three of these endings are the same for either guy. I have seen the ending for Big E's if you stay loyal to the New Day. So we're gonna go back to Xavier's fear and stay loyal to the new day is I'm pretty sure the same ending is for all three if you stay loyal if it is that would be the end of our journey through this awesome Netflix interactive film but let us see where staying loyal takes us So we're going to go to stay loyal. Back in Undertaker's underground basement. It just gives you the feeling of like the old Undertaker promos. Like I said in the beginning. But this time the New Day is ready for a fight. Together.
we're getting ready for the showdown once again. We're going to start with the Kofi kick. Sith powers once more. Oh, good catch. Little Easter egg of the sledgehammer there from Triple H. This is so well done. It feels like a cinematic match again. Undertaker's so good at telling stories. Even with this type of medium, so good. Greatest Sith powers unleashed again. Levitating his force lightning. The fight continues.
Should we grab the urn or destroy it? We're gonna grab the urn. And if you're a Harry Potter fan, I always call that a port key. And they're teleported out of the mansion. But it's not the last of The Undertaker. He sits up. And get the option of starting over or destroying the urn. So we can go back and destroy it. Unfortunately, we must destroy it and put an end to the Undertaker. The Wicked Witch of the West, all that's left is the hat. And they are greeted with an open casket. That's their way out of here. The outside of the mansion is giving me definitely Batman Forever Wayne Manor vibes. Uh, I don't know if that's the same one they use, but it definitely could be. Either that or the Wayne Manor from the 66 Classic series. And that is it! We have escaped the Undertaker, we have destroyed the Urn. After many twists and turns of joining him, becoming druids, becoming his loyal subjects, that is it. We can finally rest in peace. And we get this awesome cutscene of the Undertaker clapping for us.
and his hat is off to us. And that is it. You get the option to start over. If you want to take a look at other types of uh, cutscenes. But I think we covered almost everything here in this watch along. Uh, we got to see the different fears that they have, how they would face it, how they would stay loyal to their team or join the Undertaker. Uh, you get those two different options with the urn at the end, two different cutscenes of the Undertaker survives it or if he's destroyed as well. Uh, but yeah, can't say enough great things about this. I hope they do more of it in the future with the Undertaker. Uh, they could do it with different superstars. I know he will work very well with other people in this type of medium. And if, I hope you have enjoyed this watch along. Hope you've enjoyed this kind of different uh, take on this podcast episode. Wanted to switch it up a bit since this had uh, just been released this week. I thought it'd be fun to go through a watch along and uh, see how uh, all the different twists and turns would uh, deal with it. Uh, but thank you again, Creatures of the Night, for joining me here on episode 30 of the Collecting Dead Man podcast. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, same Taker time, same Taker channel. Uh, back to our old format next week. And as we say each and every week, keep on rolling, baby. Thank you for joining me here, Creatures of the Night. Until next time. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of Collecting Dead Man. Please continue to subscribe and leave us a five-star review where you can. Follow me on Twitter at Collect Up Dead and on Instagram at Collecting Dead Man. Check out my Linktree page so you can find the links to all my merchandise stores, where you can find wherever this podcast is available, and where you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. Hit the like button and subscribe there as well. Please continue to support this podcast in any way you can. And until next week, Creatures of the Night, keep on rolling.